everyone. Thanks for joining us for Reconstructing Truth. My name's Aaron. This is Caleb. Uh, we're grateful just to, to be with you guys today. Um, as we get started, do us a couple favors. Give us a thumbs up. Check us out um, on other platforms as well, right? Like, share, cross-pollinate, um, whatever you need to do to, to get the message out there to, to grow our platform. Um, really, we want you to do the heavy lifting. So uh, if you guys could get on board with that, turn on notifications. Um, we're the ones who make this great content. Yeah. You guys should do something. Yeah. You know, it's uh, a... <laughs> It's a, what is that, um, you know, where the two parasites feed off each other in a relationship? Um, well, they're not parasites. Yeah. <laughs> Synergistic? There we go. Yes, or symbiotic? Symbiotic. Yes, there we go. Symbiotic. One's a parasite. Not in that situation. <laughs> Which one of us has done better in science? That's, well, you know, it's hard to Symbiotic say. means they help each other. You can't be helping each other That's right. if you're a parasite. <laughs> Yeah. It's well, a parasitic relationship. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Symbiotic. <laughs> you know what? You just shut up. Yeah, I, I have a 10th grade education. So. That's right. They, they kind of that in know. 11th grade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but uh, so today uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump on the the bandwagon yeah. uh, of what's what's popular and and what's uh, kind of ride those coattails, baby. yeah, ride the coattails of what's uh, coming on and on your news feed and um, so you know with the I think the majority of the country it was one of the most watched Super Bowls it was ever. the most watched Super yeah Bowl. there we go the yes. most uh, um, ever I don't know what that actually equates to numerically but um, so we're gonna talk about Taylor we, Swift yeah we're gonna talk about Taylor Swift and that's what uh, we're gonna talk about yeah Caleb's <laughs> actually a closet Swifty so um, he's uh, he's got a weird tattoo you know in his lower that's back right. that I caught well, wind up the other day, and so we wanted to talk about that that's when right. he got that. How long he's been a Swifty? And it's her, it's her face, but not exactly right. You yeah, know, it's one of those with the creepy smile, and teeth, like black teeth, really weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but uh, no, um, we wanted to talk about the uh, he gets us right. Yeah. Um, commercial that if you watch the Super Bowl, you've seen it. If you didn't watch Super Bowl, you've seen it in your news feed. Um, and there's a particular reason that we want to address this, and um, and it's probably not what you think it is. So um, he gets us uh, in a lot of ways. Seems you know if when you look at our our sign here, it's reconstructing truth. The thing that we want to actually attack the most is any type of theology or doctrine um, that's a deconstruction type of movement. Um, and believe it or not, when you look at this organization, when you look at the commercial and the content there at face value, like um, most deconstruction things, uh, they appear to be biblical, sound um, about love. Um, and in unity and, and things like that. But, um, you know, it's one of those things that um, it's not, you know, it's a, it's a wolf in sheep's clothing type of thing. So we want to address the, the He Gets Us commercial. We want to give some perspective here um, from our uh, opinions. So take them or, or leave them and um, just kind of go through that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, let's see. How do we want to start with this? So now you're so the, the only one with notes here. Huh? I, know, I am. I am. Well, you know, and the thing is, so I want to. We want to talk about this one because I mean, everybody's talking. I mean, in, in at least in the Christian world, it has become you know quite the uh, quite the area of controversy. You know, is it a good ad? Is it a bad yeah. ad? Um, I had a lot know. of pastor friends that I know that posted mm. things with it and used it as motivation to get people to church, which I think is a good thing. Right. Yeah. So it, it is. It is creating quite the stir. And so you know why. Why wouldn't we add our yeah. our two 
reasoned sense in on, on what this is about. So, um, so the first thing I want to do, I don't, do we want to show it or do you want to uh, yeah, show the ad in case you've, in case you, uh, no, have missed it. Unfortunately, <clears throat> the way our, our setup is, um, we can't really, uh, rock any type of sound. Yeah, on this. That's okay. um, that'll get us dinged. But if you haven't seen it, basically what it is, is a bunch of AI generated images of people washing yeah. the feet of other people in, you know, and some of the, you know, some of them are pretty innocuous, but then there's some that the ones that really have driven the kind of the controversies, this one right here, which is a lady washing the feet of another woman outside of a family planning clinic, yeah. which is, I, and this one, clinic. I don't, I don't know if that mom could have a red haired <laughs> daughter. <laughs> that's, <laughs> And then there's, you know, this one's obviously like uh, this white woman. suburban mom with yeah, the immigrants. The immigrants. And then um, I think, I don't know if that's supposed to, oh, that's supposed to be like, a, you know, a Muslim getting their feet washed, the one back there. Um, I don't know if this one's supposed to imply, but this one, this one here is probably the one that really gets people too, is this pastor washing the feet or a no, rollerblader. Yeah, and we all know those rollerbladers are all going to hell. So yeah. <laughs> now I, this, I've heard a lot of interpretations as far as who the individual is. Uh, they're supposed to be either gay or tra uh, trans or, or something, but, you know, of some type of that persuasion. Yeah, well, look how smooth <clears throat> their legs are. Yeah, and they are they are very s sitting very daintily. Yeah. Um, so and that's that's all we'll say about that. But uh, <laughs> and then it says Jesus didn't teach hate. Um, he washed feet. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of unpack all this now, and um, and uh, yeah, finishes with love, love your neighbor. And so, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of issues with this. I, I'm I'm obviously gonna I'm gonna come down on the side of I'm not a fan of this. Yeah. Um, and I will tell you why. Um, well, um, I would preface this, and I think we would both agree. Um, in one sense, um, I was grateful to see any attempt um of presenting faith at the super bowl you know that's something that we can be a fan of um you know there's things like uh, I, w I would rather people begin to ask questions and ponder than not you know if uh, my choice was to take this commercial away and replace it with another um you know mulvaney uh beer commercial yeah, or something yeah. i'm gonna pick this right <clears throat> so is this the greatest evil perpetrated in the world or something no i mean i i'm grateful that there was some type of messaging about jesus presented um not everybody's going to take what i believe is the underlying message or what caleb would think is the underlying message people are going to see it i got messaged about this isn't this great seeing this jesus ad yes it's good to see jesus um and and messaging about jesus um but you know my preference is that it be presented more accurately right yeah and and um and but a lot of people aren't going to do that they're going to look at that so um so I, w I would again preface all of the conversation with that I'm, I'm grateful that there was you know something out there that it, it at least points people to uh the the life the ministry the truth truth of, of jesus christ yeah yeah and I'll, I'll what i'll say too on that is that you know uh we're allowed to have different opinions. Not, yep. I mean, not me and you. I'm just saying, like yeah, people in general. Too, yeah, I mean, we are too. <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, my opinions. I'm not saying they're they're right. They're probably more reasoned than you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, so like, don't get don't get butt hurt about what yeah. we say today. Like, if if you just love this ad, then by all means, love this ad. But yeah. I, you know, I would hope we would maybe make give you at least a different perspective to think about. Maybe think a little deeper on on this as far as like what um, what what it can what can it can um, 
what it can mean or the message it may convey, which may not necessarily be the best message. So we'll start there. That one of my objections, obviously, with this is if you've been online and you've read everybody's or seen all the uh, all the back and forth, um, th this would indicate that this isn't the best ad because uh, the message isn't very clear. Because there is no clear, you know, there there is quite. I mean, it's a pretty it's a pretty big split. I mean, or um, I would say maybe like 50-50, like people are like, oh, this is really good because it shows this. And everybody else is like, no, this is really bad because it shows this. Like if you haven't, if your ad, and especially if this is supposed to be an ad promoting Christianity, you would want it to not be divisive, yeah. I would think, you know, and that's, that's what this thing has been is because it's, I would, because the message is, is, is somewhat unclear and because nobody we're not like I said you you know i've been i've been going through and reading all the comments and you know on the posts and the rebuttals and all the stuff and you know the, like i said it's it's pretty fair split between well this is what it means or this is what it says or this is you know everybody's got a different take you yeah. know and it's like well if, um <clears throat> you know if we're gonna if we're gonna try to promote christianity or spread the message of jesus we shouldn't do so in a way that is uh, confusing or divisive as far as divisive within the church right now the message of Christ is divisive with the world but it shouldn't be divisive amongst us yeah you know and so I think that's that's problem number one with it it's like if we can't under if we can't discern the message what exactly it is you're trying to say then then how effective of an ad is it so that's one thing I have a problem with um, <clears throat> the other thing is so you know the the ad centers around washing feet, and in the Bible, you know, and it says that Jesus washed feet. Well, he washed. He, there's one instance of Jesus washing feet. That was his disciples. Yeah, right. He wasn't going around washing the feet of everybody he encountered, and um, you but, know, and no, then, he washed the feet of the woman at the well, and um, yeah, you know, when he was on the cross with that other other yeah. guy, he got yeah. down for a little bit, feet. washed yeah. his feet, and the demon, the guy, the demon, the demon possessed guy, man, yeah. washed the demon. He said it's man. okay, just yeah. keep doing that. Yeah, we'll yeah. wash your feet. And so yeah, and so you know, and then they follow that up with you know, he said Jesus washed feet and let's love your neighbor. And so, and this is where the kind of controversy gets into is that is this is this ad saying that you know uh, we just we love people um, no matter what they do and how they live and that's what Jesus did um, or, you know, or what, I don't, I mean, I don't know what else the, the thing is trying to tell us there, but you know, the, the act of washing feet in, in the context of Jesus and his disciples was Jesus showing that, <clears throat> um, uh, that we, we have to be humble, right. And that we have to humble ourselves and that he was preaching or teaching his disciples the the principle of servant leadership it's like that nobody is more important than the other and that you know even as, as his disciples who he knows he is about to send out into the world alone because he's about to be crucified that they are no more important even though they're the ones spreading the message of jesus that they're no more important than anybody else that's that's the message of, of jesus washing the feet and uh, because again, these are people that already believed in him, and so you know, I've seen that people talking about that. That well, Jesus washed feet because it's to symbolize him, you know, forgiving sins and, and and that kind of thing. And it's like, well, he's already he's already kind of done that with these with his disciples because they're his disciples. I mean, these are the people that he's 
he's uh, handpicked to spread his message. So I, I think that part of things is has been somewhat taken care of. I'm not saying that they don't ever sin again, but I'm just saying that um, as far as a message of atonement, that's not what he's doing. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the, you know the rebuttal to with that is like, well, he washed Judas's feet. Yes, he did. Yeah. Like, but again, this this goes to show kind of our misunderstanding of sin. Like everybody, all all of his disciples were sinners, you know. Now Jesus, Judas was about to go do something that was, you know, obviously we we regard as much worse. But on the other hand, Judas was fulfilling his role, right? And in order to, you know, Jesus came to die on the cross for us, and and part of the the purpose and the the plan of that was for him to be betrayed into the hands of the, the religious leaders. And that was Judas's role. God has used people um, to fulfill roles that we would say were you know, abhorrent. I mean, he used yeah. Nebuchadnezzar to imprison the, the entirety of, of Israel. You know, he used Pharaoh to enslave the people, you know, the, the Jews. Um, so, you know, uh, this idea that, well, he, you know, he was okay with Judas or something like that. Judas, like I said, Judas had a role to fulfill, and he did that. Um, that, you know, Jesus washing his feet doesn't make that any different. I don't, you know, yeah. I don't know. So, so as far as that being like an argument against, you know, the, or the washing of the feet kind of thing, like that, that's a separate, that's a specific instance. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, and again, when we do look at that <clears throat> that particular story, you know, and. Um, I've actually, I pulled it up here so we can see more context here. You know, John 13 is one of the places that we see it, um, you know, before the Passover celebration, you know, as news hour had come, um, got up from the table, took his robe off, um, wrapped a towel around his waist, poured water into a basin, then began to wash, the, um, go ahead and pull that up here, um, then began to uh, wash the disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that he had around them. Jesus came to Simon Peter. Peter said, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Uh, Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I'm doing, but someday you will. No, Peter protested. You will never, ever wash my feet. Um, Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Um, so Peter exclaimed, then wash my hands and my head as well, not just my feet. Jesus replied, a person who is bathed all over does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you. Now, it is about servant leadership. One of the things that Jesus is make the statement um, Unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Um, well, when we look at other passages in Scripture, um, let's you know in Romans, you know, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Um, obviously, I mean, Jesus was washing the feet of people who were committed. They were disciples, um, disciplined follower of Christ. Um, so that's the actual literal example we hear. And it, it, one, you can take to a place of, of being a servant leader um, if you want, but it, it wasn't Jesus's ministry. <laughs> like, again, that, that's the big thing. He wasn't going around washing feet. Now, we should love our neighbor as ourselves and um you know, we see from the story of the Good Samaritan that our neighbor may not look like we look or believe like we believe. Um, but um, to say that um, Jesus, because uh, what, what's conveyed in this and where it becomes muddy water is it's like Jesus is saying, like, it's, it's hippie Jesus. And, you know, yeah. we've we talked about that um, on different episodes that it's just, hey, we're just going to love everyone just as they are. Um, and there's no call to any type of repentance. Um, and... 
and it's kind of this balancing act. Do I think we should love everyone? Absolutely. Um, people who don't believe like we believe, think like we think, view scripture like we view it, all of that. We should love them and we should serve them. Um, but this messaging, again, is um, one of acceptance, which is one of deconstruction. That's, that's what the deconstruction movement pushes. Hey, Jesus is love, God is love, and he loves you just the way that you are. Um, so we have to be careful of this type of messaging in organizations um, that begin to kind of um, perpetrate um, thought processes. That, that's, that's why we're on guard with things like this. Again, um, I, I want people to go out and serve people that right. don't look like them. We do that here as a yes. church. It's That's part of what we do. Um, we had certain protests in our community in the last couple years. I won't identify them directly, but um, we went out handing out waters and popsicles. Um, did we agree with the messaging? No. Um, but we're out there, what, serving people who don't look like us. That's, that's a good. Um, but at the same time, if there's a... Uh, a brokenness presented by somebody, we still have a call to action um, that we um, we need to answer. We need to say, you know what? Um, God loves you, but he loves you too much to keep you the way that you are. Um, but again, when and when we look at this, so many people are getting on board. I've seen people posting, how do I get connected? How do I do this and that? I want to be a part of this. Well, do you even know what the organization stands for? And it's interesting enough, you know, if you go to even their website, um, there we go, if I can figure out our stuff. Here it says, uh, who do you believe Jesus is? Um, we believe there's something in the story of Jesus for everyone. Um, that's why fans of this campaign and those working on it um, include people who are curious about this man and his story and want to explore it for themselves. So that's interesting because it's not like, oh, these are Christian believers. Um, they're people that are curious. Now, it's okay to be curious, um, but those are people that are working on the messaging um, even from their own admission here, um, aren't Christians, aren't Jesus followers per se. Some of them are, um, I have no doubt. And those believe in their hearts, Jesus Christ is the son of God. So um, so it even differentiates between the two. Um, it includes people who are curious about this man and his story and those who believe in Jesus is the son of God. Uh, so to think that there's going to be some type of solid uh, theology and doctrine coming out from people who um, are in the secular and non-secular <laughs> sides of this is ridiculous. Um, and it goes on, it said, it wouldn't be hard to guess that many of those backing this campaign believe that Jesus is who the Bible says that he is. Well, that's good. Many are. Many. Many. Many's not all. Yeah. Many's not all. So this is an inherently Christian organization necessarily. Uh, and, and that's one of the things that, again, you begin to see um, in deconstruction movements and things like that. It's, it's people that have partnered with those outside of the faith. Now, that, that's all good um, until you begin to look at, you know, other parts of the Bible and scripture that says, um, uh, don't be an unequally yoked. Um, that's not just for marriage. Yeah. <laughs> that's for um, partnerships. That even goes into businesses. If you're a Christian business owner, you shouldn't be partnered with a non-Christian business owner. Don't be unequally yoked and those types of things. If you're running an organization that's, um, claiming to get out the message of Jesus to reach people for Christ, you probably shouldn't be unequally yoked with people who aren't believers and don't necessarily believe it. And so, and it's not many or not all. And so, again, as you begin to look at these things, it becomes telling uh, as far as who the organization is. Um, now, again, on one hand, I'm grateful. I'm grateful there was a Jesus ad at the Super Bowl. On the other hand, I'm concerned that people will begin to buy in based off of this messaging um, and, and be led astray in different ways as far as theology and doctrine go because they're not going to do their due diligence and research and, and actually look at the the overall uh, messaging and who the messaging's coming from 
Yeah. So, yeah, and I think, you know, that's the thing. And this is this is where I, I'm at, is that there, there's a difference between, you know, Jesus uh, Jesus teaches us Christians to help, right, to love we love our neighbors, and we help them in, in, in their areas of need. And that's what we do. We do that here. We, we on the regular, especially with recovery, you know, we, we put people up in hotels for a number of days, you know. And, but the thing is, the difference here is, is helping – in an area of need versus affirming lifestyle, right? And so, and that's where that's where this this ad kind of breaks down is that it's unclear as far as in the, in the ad, you know, are we when we're washing feet? What is are we affirming what they're what you know what's going on? And, and you know, like I said, some of the some of the scenes are you know totally innocuous. It's a you know a daughter you know, uh, trying to comfort a mom who's obviously like OD'd or whatever, or a son washing the feet of his father. But, you know, like the last one is like, are we affirming the lifestyle choice or are we actually doing something to help? I mean, washing the feet yeah. is not something that people nowadays need to. They did it back then because everybody walked around in the dust and they tried yeah. to, you know, not mess up each other's houses. And so that was <clears throat> something we did was wash our feet before we came in the house. Jesus teaches to help, help our neighbors, and, and and that's what, and again, there's nothing, we don't have a problem with that. Anything we do there, um, but what it, what he doesn't do is teach us to affirm. And, and like Aaron was talking about, and this is what the deconstructionist movement is: is basically the "I want my cake and eat it too" yeah. religion. Is that I want to live the way I want to live, but I also want to believe in a God that's going to save me for eternity. You know, and I think Jesus, you know, hippie Jesus seems nice. And so I want to believe in that one, but I just want to disregard all the stuff about repentance, you know, and Jesus, yes, did he teach love, but he also taught repentance. And and that was the main part. Like you have to repent and live your life in accordance to God's law, not just love each other and just be, you know, in some big hippie commune. And that is the, <clears throat> And, and, you know, and here's my, you know, my issue with this, too, is that um, this messaging, this, you know, just love everybody and everything's okay. Well, the church has been trying that for the past 20, 30 years. I mean, we've, we've done the seeker-sensitive movement where we've, you know, hey, just come as you are, um, come to our church, which is good. But the, the, the add-on to that should be, you know, but God teaches you a different way to live. And, you you know, as you've, as you've given your life over to Christ, that outward movement or that inward, uh, as C.S. Lewis puts it in screw tape letters, which I know Aaron's been reading, um, <clears throat> he says, uh, you know, the, the demon that's trying to stop his quote-unquote patient, he, you know, he tells him, you need to stop, stop the, the inward movement from becoming outward. You know, and that's that's what's supposed to happen is that we make that that commitment in our life to live uh, according to Christ, and that should start to then begin to influence the way we we live our lives. And so, you know, all those things from the the, the secular world tells us um, as we come into the church, that stuff should start to fade away as we begin to live a life for Christ. That's the part that we've left off in the seeker sensitive movement is that we've we've done whatever we can to attract people to come, which is good. And to be more accepting of people and not be judgmental of them. If they have too many tattoos, or they don't write, wear the right type of clothes when they first come, or, you know, maybe they come to our service, our recovery ministry, a little inebriated, you know, which has happened before, <laughs> you know, we're not going to be like, no, you can't come. 
you know, that way. But we, what we don't expect is for you to stay that way. And this is what this is. <clears throat> uh, and I'm saying all that is that, you know, like I said, we've been trying that for 20, 20, 30 years now. How's that working out for us? You know, our, our churches are in the, the church in America is in decline. We're, um, we're not raising up discipled leaders. Um, we have no conviction. We've, the church is just continuing to be, be culturally irrelevant. We're not involved, uh, politically and driving, you know, our, our, our government, our, the morals and ethics of our society just keep, you know, just declining and decaying. Um, <clears throat> I mean, we we experienced an increase in numbers initially when we started doing that, but it hasn't it hasn't worked out, and so all this does is perpetuate that, you know. And it's like, listen, you know, this isn't working. We need to we need to stop doing, stop, stop with this message. And it could have been just as we, for as much money as they spent on this ad, they could have just as easily shown Christians actually <clears throat> helping yeah. people in time, and you know, show Christians, you know, serving doing uh you know food banks right i mean yeah. the the biggest amount of charity in our country comes from christians yeah you know and it's like so it's not like we have a lack of you know things that we could have you know they especially you know they're just going to use ai generated they ai generated images they they're not we're not at a lack of showing what christians do to help their neighbors yeah. You know, we, we, we want to sit there and be like, oh, look, you know, all we want to talk about is that Christians are judgmental or whatever. And it's like, well, yes, some are, you know, some people take judgmental though, is also us saying like, listen, God calls us to live this way, you know, well, don't judge me. I'm not, I'm just telling you this is what the Bible says. Yeah. That's, that's not me. I mean, if you don't want to hear from me, read in the Bible, read in the Bible. This is what Jesus says, yeah. you know, how to live. If you don't like hearing it from somebody else who's read it and you're going to call me judgmental for saying that, then, then fine. Read it for yourself, but I mean, like I said, we could have they they could have this organization could have just as easily shown Christians helping neighbors versus you know a message that can be uh, construed as affirming. Yeah, and that's the, that's the difference we want to talk about. I mean, what we want to make is that there's a difference between helping and affirming. Yeah, well, and again, I mean, you got to go back to um, who the organization is. Um, and in order to go back to who they are, you can just go to their website and you can begin to see. Um, and, and by their own admission, this isn't about getting people to church. Um, you can go that. They actually have that on their About Us um, thing. Um, and that's that's not their agenda. <laughs> they do have an agenda. <clears throat> and they, they lay that out for us. And, and it's one of those things, again, unless your ear is attuned to deconstruction type of language, um, you know, liberal Christianity, those types of things, um, you, at face value, it's, it's more difficult to pick up on. Um, but it's not about getting people into church. It's not about getting people into a um, discipleship role with Jesus, right, to be disciplined followers. None of that's laid out on there. Um, they actually even state on the church one that our goal is not to get people into church, Um what I mean, disciples go to church, right? Yeah. Do not forsake the gathering. Um, but it's not about any of that. Um, it's about leveraging the story of Jesus to promote um, different ideologies that we see that are more liberal by nature. Um, 
And so uh, let's look at a, a little bit more of what it says. Um, he gets us, has an agenda. Oh, it's great. I'm, I'm glad you tell us. Um, and, and I love this headline. I love it because I hate it. Um, but just because they lay this out, how did the story of a man who taught and practiced unconditional love become associated with hatred and oppression for so many people? Well, I'll tell you how, uh, because he came, um, as we talked about earlier, in the face of culture and said, no, we're not going to live that way. That's wrong. I'm going to show you a right way to live. That, that's actually how he became that. Um, <clears throat> but it goes on through here. Um, uh, so we've done a lot of homework on our culture. We researched how people feel about each other and what they think about Jesus and Christianity. It's funny they didn't go to the Bible for this. Um, we've connected with thousands of people of various faith traditions. What? Not just Christianity? Mm. Various faith traditions and those who claim no religion. I love how people that have no religion claims um, the things they can tell me about Jesus Christ, yeah. the Son of God. Uh, we spoke to all kinds of people, different backgrounds, beliefs, and yes, political affiliations. And this is what we've learned from politics to sexuality and religion. So many of us feel like our values, beliefs, and identities are under attack. That's actually what Jesus came to do, yes. was attack our values, our identities, our beliefs, right? To up in them and say, this is the way. Um, this right here, this statement, is how Jesus became associated with hatred because he said, I love you, but you can't live that way anymore. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call you to live differently. You know, what's funny about that <laughs> is that, because I haven't, I haven't been to their site, and so I'm hearing all this the same as you all. And <clears throat> is that that that's completely anathema to, what, to their ad? Yeah. Is that well, you know, um, the whole point of the again I talked about at the beginning. The whole point of the foot washing is to humble yourself to less than the person that you're washing the yeah. feet of. That's what Jesus was doing. This here's here's God in the flesh washing the feet of his you know mere mortal disciples. Yeah, and and that was the point he was making. And then right here they're like. My values, my needs, my wants, my yeah. morals, my beliefs were being, you know, dismissed by this, yeah. you know, religion. Yeah. And so, that's so not, we're going to tell you who yeah, Jesus is. I can't humble myself to that. Know, the God of the Bible, yeah. the Messiah, to what he says. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't <laughs> know if they've missed the irony on that. Like. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that it's completely lost on them. Um, many perceive those who differ with them on issues of justice, dignity, and humanity as not just wrong or misguided, but also as evil. You, you don't agree with the way that I live? You're evil. That, yeah. That's what that statement's saying. Because they spoke to people about sexuality, religion, right? Many values and beliefs. And then it jumps on and says, many perceive those who differ with them as evil or just wrong. Um, as enemies, we often see the others as close-minded, selfish, hypocritical. If we're honest, many of us respond and respond um, in kind. Um, but uh, going down, find my other place. Uh, um, um, throughout our shared history, Jesus represented the ultimate good that mankind is capable of aspiring to. Um, and though some no longer believe in God, more compelled to the idea of a person capable of unconditional love uh, for others, that's not the part. While you're looking for that, I want to make a point on that that top headline yeah. that you said. is like, how is it that we, you know, uh, what did it say? It said the, uh, <clears throat> how did we, you know, the greatest love story become oppressive or whatever. Yeah. It's like, well, because the church allowed culture to dictate the um the narrative that's how yeah. because we allowed culture to tell us that well you're judgmental and you're this and that and the other and it's like you know again 
the the greatest amount of charity that happens in the world, not not only in America but in the world, is from the Christian Church. All right, you know, like the the atheists aren't out there funding orphanages in Africa, or yeah. they're not running a bunch of food banks. They're not collecting, you know, um, coats and clothing and um, you know paraphernalia for people that are homeless. I've yet to see that. Yeah, you know, and um, again, this idea, Jesus said that, that, that his, the, the message of the gospel is going to be offensive yeah. and the world is not going to like it. And, you know, and again, and, and this is something we, you know, some of the criticism I said is warranted for Christians. We, cause um, maybe the way that we present that um, as like us, well, you shouldn't do this. Well, like, no, it's listen, this is what the, this is what the Bible says, yeah. you know, like, if you want to live this, you know, this is what, as Christians, we believe this is what God calls us to do and how to live. And if you want to take that as judgmental, well, that's, you know, I guess take it up with God. I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, we don't judge that judgment is passed, you know, by God. That's, um, but we're all sinners, you know? And, and I said the, the church, um, you know, I grew up in back, back in the day, you know, where they judgmental and, yeah, has the church gotten better about that? Yeah, we have. You know, we're, it's still it's still growing. It's still um, becoming better. But I mean, again, the past, if anything, <clears throat> in the past twenty years, thirty years, the church has been become more affirming. We have become more socially liberal than they have been in, in its history. Yeah, and and all it's done is help us to lose numbers and get more scorn. Yeah, you know, so. So a lot of good that's done us, but <laughs> um, going back to their their web page, um, how did we get here, and what might we learn from the example of Jesus to help us move beyond the animosity we feel for one another? How can we rediscover the life and teachings of Jesus, the world's most radical love activist? Um, now, again, at, at face value, was Jesus a, a love activist? Yeah, I, I would agree with that statement. But when viewed in the context of the, the, the rest of their story, this is what I know, that um, when they say unconditional love, they're talking about affirming love. That That is very clear from what they're, they're stating here, that um, love says, I love you just the way you are. Don't change anything. Um, that's yeah. um, that's the between the lines here that um, becomes clear the more that you read about who this organization is, um, who's, who's steering the ship and things like that. that stop right. Go back up there that right there we look at the biography of jesus through a oh, modern lens it's, it's down here in this bottom one to, oh, <laughs> to find new relevance and often overlooked moments and themes from his life yeah that's deconstruction that's deconstruction that's de that's a huge red flag anytime we look at hey listen there's nothing new under the sun people like no. anytime you're talking about a modern lens on yeah. um, faith or you see that type of language run away Run right. away. Um, these things have been debated. Um, this is where we have an ignorant church that, you know, doesn't read, um, you know, early church um, scholars and historians. And, you know, yeah. these things were debated, you know, with, um, you know, different <laughs> different things, right? Um, Council of Nicaea, yeah, Council just... of Hippo, Anthanasius. Um, you know, we, we have 
All of these things have been established. And the lies that you see today coming up are the same lies that were attacking the church 2,000 years ago. None of this is new. Um, But yeah, this modern lens. And so he gets us is a diverse group of Jesus followers with a wide variety of faith journeys. Now, that's interesting. Now, how can you be a Jesus follower with a wide variety of faith journeys when Jesus clearly states that he is the way, the truth, and the life? Um, So, I mean... Um, in lived experiences, huge red flag. Anytime you see lived yeah. experiences, the liberal ideology is my truth in that paragraph. Yeah, too. oh man, it it might as well be. Yeah. Um, our work represents the input from Christians who believe that Jesus is the Son of God, as well as many others. Hmm. I love my Jesus when he's peppered with what others think. Again, yeah. you. Um, but uh, though not Christians, their website. These are people who are pushing the agenda, pushing the ideology, pushing this organization. They're a part of this. Clearly stated, this is not, uh, Jesus said, I'm the way. There's no other way. I'm the way. And so here's this organization. We love Jesus, the most radical love activists. And we're going to get together with Christians, non-Christians. We're going to be unequally yoked. We're going to take opinions from the Bible, new perspectives, lived experiences, and we're going to put them all together in this melting pot, and we're going to share with you the yes. Jesus of modern times. Yeah. This is deconstruction, people. This is like the, uh, what was it, the Jesus Project? Do you remember that? Do you, no, I don't. Do you know what that is? Not a clue. That was back in the 90s where a bunch of randos, quote-unquote scholars, decided to get together and decide on in the Bible, well, this is probably all the things that Jesus actually said. Like, there was no there was no reason these people had any sort of authority to do that, but they just decided, like, well, we're gonna we're gonna tell you, yeah, you know, I mean, us in in nineteen ninety, I said, I think it was the nineties. It's like after you know two thousand years of church history and scholarship, like, oh no, we've we know. It's kind of what Rick Warren's doing now with the, the female pastor things. Like, well, I've ministered for this many years, and there's all this church history, but God just revealed to me. You yeah. Know? So just forget everything else I taught. It's like I have a special knowledge. You know, where have we heard that from? <laughs> yeah. Um, and they did the same thing where it's like, oh no, no, we've we've got it figured out now. Yeah. Well, so yeah, I'm getting back. Uh, finish up this paragraph, and I'm done on their their things. Um, <laughs> So uh, input from Christians who believe that Jesus is the son of God, as well as many others, um, though not Christians, share deep admiration for the man that Jesus was. And we are deeply inspired and curious to explore his story. We look at the biography of Jesus through modernism. Even in that, it's like, hey, we look at scriptural truth. There's no nothing there as far as that goes. Um, Through the modern lens to find new relevance, the the danger word, new new relevance. Never new, stopped being relevant. Yeah, I was going to say, we don't you know, need new relevance. Yeah. Um, and often overlooked moments and themes of his life. I'd like to join you. You're invited. Below, you'll find several resources. Um, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, so, um, like, again, um, it's great. You know, face value. You look at the commercial. Um and you want to get excited. We want to get excited. We feel like, oh, man, finally a victory in the culture war. Yeah. Uh, I know that that's what I felt like. Like, oh, man, huge win, right? Um, and then um, it kind of drones on, and you're like, uh, I don't know. You take a step back, which is what you should do. Begin to, um, to actually contemplate, evaluate um, what you watched, right? Unpack it. Um, then you should go to scripture um, that – 
actually open the Bible or, you know, things that you've stored in your heart and go, uh, does this line up? Um, and things of it do, right? Um, and I, I, I won't disagree with the, the whole of that, right? That is this every element of that unbiblical? Is that messaging bad at face value? No, it's not. Um, I, I want to encourage and promote that people love the people around them. Absolutely. But that's not the agenda of the organization. And that's what you have to begin to look at. What are they pushing? Because you buy into this, you promote this, you support it. What you do is you add validity to things that they put out later. Where is this ship going to go? Um, I can tell you uh, that it'll go farther and farther down the rabbit hole yeah. of unbiblical types of ideology and teaching. So you prop them up, support them now. You get down the road. What is the messaging? And then you're going to be like, where did this come from? Well, if only we would yeah. <laughs> read, read their own words from the beginning of the organization. <laughs> Again, I saw many pastors that I know, I trust, I love, and I support push this out on their pages yeah. and, and use it. Um, you you got to be careful about that, yeah. especially when you know nothing about the organization as a whole, what they're pushing, what they're promoting, all of that. Um, so again, if you would ask me certain questions, I would agree with you. But um, overall, I will not support this organization. I will not direct people here. Um, it's not a good resource. Um, and I think, again, uh, my belief by reading through them is they are they are modern deconstruction movement, um, and that's what they're endeavoring to do. Is um, to, I mean, so many red flags here, yeah. so many. You know, and that's you know we've talked about this before. Is you know what a couple couple few episodes ago when we started talking about we did a whole thing on the um, the best movies from Christian movies from twenty twenty three. We talked about how you know the the movies have improved. Um, and, and they're actually becoming, you know, watchable and that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and that that's become so much more effective. And, and, and I feel like we're kind of in the same place with these things as, as we were at the with Christian movies where we, we have this kind of defeatist mentality where it's like, well, you know, I see this a lot as far on the pro side is like, well, you know, people are talking about Jesus and it's like, well, yeah, but is you know is the message effective? And and people talk about Jesus in all sorts of contexts, right? People talk about Jesus at you know prosperity, you know prosperity gospel. People talk about Jesus. Is that is that the best entry into Christianity? No. Uh, Muslims talk about Jesus. No. I mean, does that make that okay? Does it you know as far as <clears throat> Mormons do? Mormons do. Um, you know, and the, that's not the Jesus of, of the Bible. And um, you know, and so as Christians, again. One, we have to be discerning, and two, we have to say, like, no, listen, yeah, and they spent, like, $20 million. Now, obviously, we don't have any say over these people's funds or whatever, but, like, Christians have to demand better, you know? <laughs> I mean, we have to—it yeah, reminds me of—I just watched this movie. It was on Amazon. It's called uh, Champions. It's Woody Harrelson. It's basically Mighty Ducks, except he's coaching people with mental disabilities in basketball, Um and it was, you know, kudos to the people who made the movie because they actually used people with mental deficiencies yeah. in the in the movie. And it was a cute little movie, but I mean, it's incredibly predictable sports movie. Yeah. I mean, I mean, <clears throat> as soon as it starts, you're like, I know exactly where all this is going. But there's this character in there that he uh, his nickname is Sweetness, and for whatever reason, he he only shoots baskets backwards. And that's just his, his yeah. thing. He'll get at the free throw line and he'll chunk it over his head. And, and he just, I mean, he doesn't come anywhere close <laughs> to the goal. And then at the end of the movie, I'm going to spoil it for you. But again, like if you can't see what's coming in this movie, like, I don't know what to tell you. 
at the very end, they're in this, you know, kind of championship kind of game, and he gets the ball to to shoot, and they need, you know, two points or whatever to win. And he turns around and chunks it, and it looks like it's about to go in, and he just hits the rim, and it bounces out. <laughs> well, everybody on this team goes crazy. They're like, yay, you know, and yeah. like, you hit the rim. <laughs> and they're all, you know, and they're all happy. And, you know, Woody Harrelson's like, the guys, we lost. He's like, yeah, but he hit the rim. That's Christians yeah. right now in this stuff is that we're like, well, yeah. we're talking about Jesus. Yeah. The but name the, Jesus was on the screen yeah, at the Super Bowl. At the Bowl. Super Bowl. Like, I, I don't know. It's just not a point of celebration for me yeah. sometimes. I mean, it's like if this is the, if this is our, our portal of entry to that, it's like, I, I, I don't know. We can do better. We can yeah. do better than this. And, I, you know, unfortunately, I wish. But, unfortunately, this is where the funds go. Yeah. And this is, um, who is it, the head of Hobby Lobby has contributed quite a bit to this organization, which is where they got a lot of this money from. And it's just like, you know, we, we again, as, as a body, have to start demanding better from our supposed thought leaders yeah, and saying like, listen, if we're going to put out a message on the biggest stage in the world, the Super Bowl, like one, it should be clear Two, it should be, you know, about the, the Jesus of the Bible um, and not some sort of deconstruction revisionist history or opinion of, of what he taught, yeah. um, you know, and, and unfortunately, you know, our ignorance we, we sit there and, you know, this stuff comes out and we're just like, yeah, it's so good. When, you know, as, as a group, if we were to get together and have an understanding of what the Bible says, um, you know, I'm not talking about all the kind of the fringe things, you know, about, you know, speaking in tongues or, uh, you know, should you cut your hair or not? I mean, not that stuff. I'm just talking about Jesus. I can't believe you just grouped those two. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, Cable um, yeah. and I disagree on tongues a lot. So. <laughs> we don't actually disagree. It's just it's a matter of application. I think. Um, <laughs> quite a bit of cutting. <laughs> I'm just saying everything that's not pertinent to salvation. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll give you everything that. outside of that, I'll and, and that. outside of what you know, like said, the message of Jesus, which is repent and believe in me. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, if we can somehow just unite around those things, maybe yeah. we could be a lot more effective in our messaging. And, and you know, then when we have Super Bowl commercials, we're not just going like, well, is that good? Is that bad? Yeah. Who's this group that's putting this out? You know, what is, what is there? We wouldn't have to worry about all this stuff. Yeah. You know? But we can't even, we can't do that. I don't know why. Yeah. Who knows? You would think after 2,000 years, we'd finally get it together. But Well, other, other believers are elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. But, oh. you know, we want to, as always, uh, you know, we're not just saying this in a vacuum. Scripturally, do you have those up there? Um, Maybe. Or were you going to say one. something else? Uh, I'll buy you to, some time. Uh, I was trying to, it won't load. I was trying oh, to look okay. into something. Well, um, but, but Matthew. I'll preface it here for you. Is that, you know, why, why it, Jesus did teach us to love one another? Yes. But Jesus' message was the message of repentance. Repentance and love. Repentance and in, in, and salvation through him right and that was and and it's there we go you know all these people with their interpretations of the bible there's plenty I, I mean you have to do a lot of cover your eyes while you read this part to to miss yeah jesus's call to repent so and not affirm from then on styles. jesus began to preach 
Live how you want. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. It's all good, bro. Yeah. I love you no matter what. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, from hey. then on, uh, oh, man, I messed it up. Oh, uh, there we go. From then on, Jesus began to preach, repent, turn away from your sins. Um, those are transgressions, you know, things that you may enjoy <laughs> that, yeah. that are wrong. Um and uh, turn, oh, man, I just keep missing. I don't even know. Turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. Yeah. So. I, I don't know. I'm confused on that. <laughs> Repent of your sins and turn to God. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of room for interpretation in that. You know, I see a lot of just love and continuing to do what you're doing in that, in that, uh, in that verse. Yeah. And that was, you know, and that was, and that was a Matthew, and that was read after uh, Jesus, you know, in, in, at least in Matthew's gospel where he is beginning his ministry, and that's what it says. Jesus started to preach. This was the beginning of his ministry. Yeah. His message: repent and turn to God. Yeah. What's the name? Mark six eleven. I'm not I guess sure we've exactly. All the Matthew ones together, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're doing here. So it says, uh, but if any place refuses to welcome you or listen to you, shake its dust from your feet as you leave to show that you have abandoned those people to their fate. Yeah. And so, so that's Jesus' instruction too. He he was sending out his disciples. Um, This was prior to, uh, um, so Jesus kind of sends out his, you know, kind of commissions his disciples a couple times. So there's this time and then there's right before he gets uh, crucified. And so he's given them instructions on what to do. And he says, you know, go, you know, don't take anything. You're going to just basically stay with other believers wherever it is you go. But if he says here that if you go somewhere and they don't listen to the message of the gospel, right, uh, then does it say affirm them and just tell them it's okay? You can keep doing what you're doing and still believe in God. No, he says to shake the dust off off your feet from this town and leave them to their fate. Yeah. That doesn't sound like, you know, it's okay to just live how you want to live <clears throat> to me. Yeah. I don't know. And then we've got um, Matthew eleven twenty through 22. Then Jesus began to denounce the towns where he had done so many of his miracles because they hadn't repented of their sins and turned to God. What sorrow awaits you, Chorazin and Bethsaida? For the, if the miracles I um, did in you had been done in the wicked Tyre or Sidon, their people would have repented of their sins long ago, clothing themselves in burlap and throwing ashes on their head to show their remorse. I tell you, Tyre and Sidon will be better off on Judgment Day than you. It's very loving. Yeah, it is very loving. Um, <laughs> and affirming. Yeah, loving and affirming, all of those things. Um, definitely the message, uh, stay exactly how you are. Yeah, we, just, we just must not be reading the right uh, translation of the Bible, I guess. So don't be divisive. Jesus wasn't divisive. Yeah, and yeah, don't expect people to do anything different. Just uh, do what you want to do. Mark 1, 15 is a repeat from Matthew. Yeah. And you got to read it. Okay. Well, I mean, they are. I mean, I'm just the the point with all the verses that I gave yeah. Aaron was to to. It's very clear, you know. It's not just in one. Well, it's not just one passage out of context. Like there's multiple passages where Jesus yeah. says 
Um, along these lines. Yeah, Mark 2.17, when Jesus heard this, he told them, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. I've come to call not those who think they're righteous, but those who know they are sinners. Right. You know, so we got a messaging here where it's like, it has to be this recognition of, um, first off, sin. Um, and we we are to, to help people to see that. You know, I don't know if you have it up there, but Jesus at the well. Um is yeah. it one of them? No, it's um, not. But I, yeah, um, that's what we going, talk about for sure. Yeah, go and sin no more, like yeah. um, type of mentality. I see what you've done. Called her out, loved her, right? Love and truth. Um, yeah. You know, there's the saying, um, "Love without truth is meaningless," and that's a lot of what that message. Just love people. Just love people. Just love people. No, I mean, love is an, an element of it, and we want to love and serve them, but um, we, they, we can't stop there. And that's what that um, the message messaging propagates is just like. People have different lived experiences and, you know, we all come from different places and, you know, um, we just need to talk about the, the radical love hippie activist Jesus that, um, you know, definitely didn't confront sin. And the reason I picked that verse is that when Jesus says, he says, healthy people, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. What does a doctor help sick people with? Helps them to get better. Yeah. Right. It doesn't let them remain sick. Right. And so, again, here's Jesus not affirming what the sinner's lifestyle, what he can say, what he, not me. I'm not judging you. We're not judging you. This is Jesus. He says he these people that he is dining with are considered to be sinners by the religious people. And Jesus doesn't say they're not. He says they're the ones that need the doctor. They're the ones that need to get better. Right. And that's that's what he's saying there. He's not, again, affirming the lie. He's not there hanging out and just saying, you know, you, you cats are cool. Just keep doing what you're doing. But I'm, I'm the guy. (laughs) Just, just remember that. No, he's, he's, he's dining with them. He's creating relationship with them. You know, he's, he is letting them know, you know, listen, you're not forgotten, which are all good things, Yeah. but he's there to, to preach the message of repentance and salvation through Jesus. That's what he's there to do. So then we've got, uh, there we go. I keep hitting wrong buttons today. Um, for from within, out of a person's heart, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, slander, pride, and foolishness. All of these vile things come from within. They are what defile you. Right. And so again, this was just to to point out, like this is this is Jesus speaking. This is what Jesus says is not okay. Not us, you know, not the Christian church. This is what, you know, Jesus says defiles us, which is, again, a lot of what sounds like today's culture in that, you know, this is the lifestyle that a lot of people live. And when we're, you know, the church speaks out against it, saying, listen, you shouldn't live this way. You know, well, that's you're being judgy. No, that's what... That's our faith. That's our, yeah. that's what the Bible tells us. Well, that's it's not, not us. That's We're not the Jesus making this of hate. Up. That's right. The Jesus of hate. Yeah. It's again from our our new hate translation. Or <laughs> what, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Apparently, those the he gets us people miss that yeah. verse. Um, then Mark eight thirty four. Then calling to the crowd to join his disciples, he said, "If any of you wants to be my followers, you must give up your own way and take up your cross what? and follow me." What no Jesus? Somebody needs to tell Jesus what Jesus said. That's right. Because he's totally cool with my life. Yeah, I mean, he's just supposed to wash. Why didn't he just wash their feet? Yeah, and and say, go, go on your way. I love you. That's 
he, that's what he. I don't. I don't think Jesus read his own words. I don't think so. Man, he must not have had his version. This version. Dang it. <laughs> Rewrite it. <laughs> that's what they're trying to do. Um, but I mean, the cross is something new. It's a place that things go to die, and it's saying, "Hey, take up your cross." It's like die, die, die to yourself to follow me. Yeah. Hey, I love you. I love you right where you're at. Actually, so go and die. <laughs> that was Jesus. <laughs> so, so that you can be saved, not like, oh man, just keep keep on trucking. Yeah. Um, Do so, what you're doing. Just believe in me. Yeah, that's not the message in the Bible. It's uh, you know, even even demons recognize that Jesus is the Son of God. I mean, yeah. that, and that's something we forget. Like it's it's not just like oh, believing that hey, we believe Jesus is God. Okay, yeah. So does Satan. Um, yeah. I mean that, that. I mean, uh, we believe Jesus is the Savior. So, so does Satan and, and demons. Like they, they believe that. They know that. It's, yeah. it's recognized. Yeah, um, that's in the Bible too. Yeah, if you need to, <laughs> we're not making that one up either. So, um, so obviously, there's a, a greater call beyond the recognition that Jesus was who that He said He was. Like, so there's there's more to that, um, and that's lordship. And lordships, as Jesus also said, hey, live differently. And so it's not perfection. We're not going to be perfect. You know, we, yeah. we go that process, but we have to recognize the sin in our lives and repent from it. So without repentance, there's no salvation. Well, in order for the repentance, there has to be an awareness of, oh, I actually the way that I'm living my life is not okay with God. You yeah. see how there's that balance there. So Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you know, and... um is that all of them? Yeah, that's, probably, all that's of them. probably enough. Yeah. But I mean, I, well, and this was only a couple of books. I mean, I could have kept going. And yeah, I didn't. But you know, I, I would say that the the summary message here is, you know, he gets us. He doesn't need to get us. We need to get him. Yeah. And um, I mean, even that that he gets us. That's somewhat prideful. Yeah. Right, like I need Jesus to understand. You know, listen, Jesus. If you only knew what I've been through, yeah. you would just let me, you know, live my life and love me anyway. That's not the again. That's not the message of the Bible. No, this is our job is to to love Him, and because we love Him, we love others, and we serve others. And again, we're we're called to serve and to to help. You know, people that we disagree with, people who live a life different than us, non-believers. Um, you know, we're, we're called to be charitable, um, <clears throat> but in nothing that we do, do we affirm you know, a lifestyle that's lived, you know, outside of what God calls us to live. And there's a big difference between that. And I think, you know, and that, again, that's where they failed. And, you know, this, he gets us, uh, they're not new. They ran ads last Super Bowl, and, you know, and I've... Uh, they've kind of danced on the line where it was like, eh, okay, I'll, you yeah. know, I'm okay with, you know, I'm okay with it. But this one was the one where it was like, all right, you guys, you know, kind of the mask kind of coming off on, on the organization is like, some of it is okay. But then as it kind of just keeps going, you're just like, I think, I think, uh, you know, you, you look into it, you're like, okay, I'm starting to see the deconstructionism come out here Yeah, where it's like, now we're, we're taking things out of context and we're, we're really fitting our worldview into this. Yeah. And, and um, you know, again, as believers and as a church, we have to expect more, you know. If people come to, to Christ through this, 
great. There's all sorts of ways Jesus is, you know, yeah. God has used different things for um, people to come to come to Christ. You know, moments of tragedy, people come to Christ, but that's not usually the, <laughs> our preferred method. You know, like we would much rather them do it a different way. And I think that's what we've got to start expecting better. Um, and that that all comes from the ground up. It comes from us as individual believers having to have a you know more conviction, have a better understanding of our faith, expecting more out of our religious leaders that we don't that this this doesn't become the prevailing voice of Christianity in America, yeah. you know, because like Aaron said, a few more years down the line when we're, you know, the church is non-existent or it's you know driven underground or whatever and we're like what happened? Well, <laughs> you know, you put the, the nose the the camel nose under the tent kind of thing. And this is where stuff like this starts, and you just, you know, as we dilute the message of the gospel, of course we're going to be, you know, somewhere down the line wondering what happens. So. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully you guys enjoy our take on, um, you know, today's. Uh, <clears throat> They're probably a fan. Yeah. Episode. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'd, we'd love, if you got different opinions, we'd love comments on this. Um, you know, we'll endeavor to, to respond to those that way. Or if you want to have, you know, private conversation with us as well, we'd love that. Um, but, um, again, I encourage you to look at organizations before supporting them and their agenda, things that they do. I would hope you would do the same with us. Um, you know, as a church even, right. You don't know what we believe, what we stand for. Um, but, uh, again, hopefully, um, if you'd, you liked today's episode if you did like and share it um help us to tick off other people in the community and abroad um but we do man we're, we're grateful for you guys we love you and we will see you right back here next week